Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there, there is Nikki Kinzer. Here I am. Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, Nikki Kinzer. How are you? Oh, I'm good. It's a little, it was cool this morning, and now I feel like I'm bundled up too much. We're in that stage of the summer where it, where the mornings start at like 40 and it's too cold. And now already, just a couple of hours later, it's 71 and now I'm too hot. And that is sort of my world right now. It is represented in the weather, but it also just so happens to be your life, my life. (laughs) (laughs) You're cold and then you're hot. Yes. I'm moving fast, then I'm moving slow. Uh, I'm looking forward to starting to slow down a little bit more this summer. And we're going to we're going to start with that by. uh, Oh, man, I love this. I love and see, here you go. I love and I hate the topic that you have selected for us today. And I have been rat holing on it for the last 24 hours. Uh, and so I can't wait to talk about it. But before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list and get an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at Take Control ADHD. And if we have ever touched you in the last however many years that we have been doing this show... Uh, If you've ever learned something that has changed your life, we encourage you to consider supporting us directly at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. That is a a great place to help us uh, keep going, to help sustain the show. It is listener-funded podcasting. That's what this is. And uh, with every uh, new member who supports us, we're able to continue to do new things. So we appreciate you considering for just a couple of bucks a month, you can help us support the work that we're doing here to continue to do the show and, and, um, and do more great things that we're very excited to do. So thank you, everybody. Now, Nikki, uh, yes. we're still in the enrollment cycle here for we are. coaching. It, it is so Talk exciting. It. It's it's wonderful. So I've had some great um, – well, I've had people already enroll. And, and, you know, gosh, kudos to these folks who have ADHD who enrolled not only like early but super early. So I'm very excited about these groups. Um, and uh, I want to create – or I mean, I'm sorry. I want to continue like creating them to grow. So I want to tell people group coaching is still available. We – the deadline is not until the end of June. And the the uh, groups themselves will start after the July 4th. So it will be the week of July 9th. And um, I have three sessions that are available right now that you can choose from. It is um, – you know, kind of first come, first serve. So if if you are interested in doing this, I definitely recommend going in and, and signing up for your first choice, your second choice, because there are three different sessions, and I'm going to do my best to make sure people get into their first choice. Um, but, but this look, is if you've if you've been sitting on your hands because you think, well, everybody who's going to sign up has ADHD and they're waiting till the last minute. Last minute. That's not that's a good. Not that's not a good plan because there are people who are industrious jumping out on there. this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're jumping on this. And so um, I definitely say don't don't procrastinate on this. And I got to tell you, I had this like, um, oh, how what would you call it? I guess it's an aha moment. I had a a, a meeting with my current group um, this last week and I was asking them, you know, how they were feeling about where we were going and, you know, what they were learning from the course and everything. And uh, we had this wonderful, great discussion between what a, what a goal is and what that means. Oh, 
Okay. And uh, there were some people that were feeling a little disappointed because they weren't getting their the goals done that they initially thought they were going to get done. And when we started dissecting the, the, the word of goal, it was really interesting because uh, one gal was saying, in fact, in fact, she's definitely a friend of the show, and I know she won't care that I say this. Rachel uh, had mentioned that, you know, a goal feels like, uh, you have this, you have to set it, you have to act on it, and then you have to finish it. And it's just this like concrete thing that if you don't finish it, you didn't succeed. And that's where this pressure comes of being disappointed that you didn't do this. So um, we started talking about how can we reframe that? How can we kind of change that, that shift, you know, change the mindset around it. Yeah. And, um, so uh, after some conversation and thinking on my, my on my part, I was like, focus, we're going to change this to just what is your focus for the week? Because the focus doesn't necessarily have to have an outcome. It, it, it's something you're working on. It's something you're striving for. It's something that you're making progress on. And it, it, and it feels softer. It feels like there's um, more movement because you're not getting frozen with overwhelm or disappointment or shame or all of these different things that can happen. And so um, I am taking their feedback and man, Pete, I am running with it. And <laughs> we, um, I am definitely changing sort of the framework of the future groups and, and what I I have left with these folks that are just wonderful and I have learned so much from them um, that it, it, yes, it's called an accountability group, but I may even change that at some point because it really is just about, you know, sh connecting with people and sharing your story and what you're focusing on, what you need help with, yeah. what your celebrations are. And, um, you know, it's just, I could go on and on, but that's I mean, awesome. Look Isn't that great? Yeah. yeah. That's great. What, oh, what a great addition. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yes. So yeah. that's, that's it. Um, so please, you know, come join us. Come yeah. join the fun. Yeah. All right. All right. There you go. Clock is ticking. Okay. Now, let's talk about our show for today. Where, yes. where did this come from? This came from, um, a client this week and, um, oh man. I, I get questions asked of me all the time. Sure. <laughs> right? I mean, you're coaching, you're I'm asking questions, they're asking me questions, and she says, "I have this question." And I said, "Okay, great." You know, not having any idea what it was going to be. And she says, "How can I tell the difference between if I'm just making an excuse or if I really have a valid reason oh. on why I'm not doing something?" Oh my god. Well, that was what I was saying inside. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, and that's kind of what I did. I gasped and I said, wow. And I said, you know, one of the reasons I love coaching with you. And she said, why? And she goes, because <laughs> you challenge me. I'm like, that is a great question. And it's a deep question. And there's a lot of layers to it. Truly. Well, and, and the layers come because it is such a, the, those two words, you know, there's such nuance of context and of just of language that and I mean, the perils of the English language that make it hard for us to peel these things apart. And and how is it that we might contextually be able to understand the difference of these things when the dictionary doesn't do a very good job of separating what these things are? I even went to the dictionary and listened I to this. I see that in yeah. the notes. No, yeah, it's not good. No, the dictionary yeah. is terrible. 
Thank you for nothing, dictionary. Nothing. Look, so let's start with excuse. Excuse. A reason or explanation. This is Oxford English, right? OED. A reason or explanation put forward to defend or justify a fault or offense. Example, there can be no possible excuse for any further delay. No one will have the excuse that they didn't know. Okay? A reason put forward to conceal the real reason for an action, a pretext when the rain started, he used it as an excuse to leave early. Okay, that's excuse. Now, reason, a cause, explanation, or justification for an action or event. Example, (laughs) the minister resigned for personal reasons. It is hard to know for the simple reason that few records survive. Good or obvious cause to do something, we have a reason to celebrate, or in logic, a premise of an argument in support of a belief, especially a minor premise when given after a conclusion. So listen to that. Excuse has the words reason, explanation, and justify in the definition. Reason has the words explanation, justification, and reasons in the definition. Come on, dictionary. Wow. This is why you have no friends at parties. Look, no I, I think it, I, I think it comes down to uh, this, and I, I think when we get into some of the uh, to, to the logic, I think we we actually get we get better, we get we get a, a sort of a better sense of why uh, these words are so challenging. Um, and so, it, you know, when when I look at an excuse uh, in the the dictionary, a reason put forward to conceal the real reason for an action, and then the the uh, logical. Uh, definition of reason, a premise of an argument in support of a belief, especially a minor premise when given after a conclusion. Uh, I, I think we get closer to understanding why these things, why these two words are hard and, and why they're, you know, it's so easy to connect to them emotionally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so, well, especially with the excuse, when yeah. you read that and you're looking at a reason put forward to conceal yeah. the real reason for an action. So it, it is sort of like you're kind of hiding something. Right, right. And and else. reason you're you've added a level of retraceability, right? I yeah. uh, I have uh, an experience or a belief and I've tied that to observable fact, right? That's the mm-hmm. the reason is uh, it is a premise of an argument, something that I can retrace my belief to that causes me to believe a certain way. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so those things like uh, th- those those make sense. You know, the reason I didn't go for a run this morning is because, um, you know, I uh, it turns out I had to take my son to school and I normally don't have to do that. And it, right. it was a surprise change of events. I can retrace that to a change of events that affected my schedule. The excuse would be, um, you know, I I didn't run this morning, you know, because even though I had time, I didn't run because I had to take my son to school. When the real reason is, I just ate six Krispy Kremes and I'm so so sick, uh, <laughs> I can't move my body. That's the excuse that I'm concealing the real reason for. On a action. side note, yeah. I just have to tell you, Krispy Kremes are like my favorite donut ever. It's the worst ever. It's the Jason oh, no, of donuts. It is, yeah, it is so. I love Krispy Kreme donuts. So anyway, side note. And you know what, Krispy Kreme? <laughs> if you're listening, we are accepting any and all sponsorships, and you're welcome yes. to that tagline. Either Krispy Kreme or Jason Mraz Incorporated. I encourage you to use that. No, people listening aren't going to understand why all of a sudden you threw Jason Mraz in there. Uh, that- <laughs> 
They're well, going to be people, like, why? Those people should support us on Patreon, and then they would know all the jokes. You know why? Yeah. So I have to feel, I feel obligated to kind of explain a little bit why you're putting Jason Mraz in there. I don't think you should. I no? don't think you should. Okay. Nope. Move so, along. Join Patreon, and, so, and you'll know why. So, so let's get into, let's get into the ADHD, uh, let's get into the ADHD stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it was interesting because when I was talking to her, I, I, the first kind of, um, well, the first thing I said was my own personal experience, how I, how I defined it. And it was very similar to what you were just talking about with running and it's with exercise because, you know, my intention every day is to exercise. It, it's such a good intention. I think about it all the time and I think about, oh, what I'll do and I'm going to start small and, you know, all of these things that I tell everybody else I'm going to do myself. And um, I think that the excuse for me is if I was to say I just didn't have time to do it this morning, that's an excuse. I mean, it really is just an excuse because I did have time like you. I had to take my kids. I had to make sure that they got ready and got to school today because my husband's not here this morning. Um but I got up in plenty of time to be able to do the 10 minutes of exercise that I had planned to do um, and still have gotten everything done. I just mm-hmm. chose not to do it. I just didn't want to do it. And I thought, well, I'll do it later. And that's kind of the you know continued pattern that I've been finding myself in. Um, so to me, that's definitely I feel like the little the little person in me, that little voice in me knows I'm kind of just making an excuse. The reason I, I, I feel it's a more valid reason if I woke up and my back was really hurting or I really still didn't feel well because I didn't feel well yesterday and I, you know, if, and I feel better now, but I could somehow make myself feel bad. You could, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and let me say, if you're living with ADHD, you are very effective at that. Yeah. So I could say, well, yesterday I didn't feel very well, so it wouldn't be a great idea for me to be physical today. Oh, you don't want to push it. No, you got to take it easy. Yeah, I got to take it easy. But to me, that still feels like an excuse, right? Because I really do feel better. But if I had a broken leg or a broken arm or something like that, then yeah, I mean, obviously that's a valid reason. So that's a very concrete example, but I think it gets a lot blurrier when, um, your, you know, your intentions are to work on a project and you're working on everything else, but that project, um, and, and, and are you making an excuse or is it a valid reason? And that's really the point that she was getting to is how, how can you tell how, how, how do you know? So before I kind of go into my coach's mode, I'm curious from you. I mean, I know this resonated with you. So what what are your thoughts? Can you recognize when you're kind of just making excuses up? Yeah. I, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the that's the challenge. Right. It is both that I can I can I can see now when I because it, it's a mental exercise. Right. It takes that yeah. sort of intellectual will to be able to step outside of yourself, that executive functioning skill to step outside of yourself and say, look, I have done everything that I can uh, to 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 recognize my own patterns and 
it's hard to do that, and we've been practicing doing that. I've been practicing doing that as we, as long as we've been doing this show, and so I feel like I have a little bit of an affinity to it. But it's hard to do. It's hard to do when you're in the middle of it. And yeah. I think going through, even using the definition that we talked about, right? Are you concealing something? Are you able to look honestly at at the the you know what is truth and fact, like living in truth and fact, uh, as our friend Michelle Chalfont says, if we're able to live inside of truth in fact we can pull apart when we have an excuse or a reason every single time right because we'll be is we'll know immediately if there's a second layer and that second layer is the reason the first layer is the excuse if there's only one layer it's just a reason anything outside of that is is excuses to support your to support a, a change that you or, or something that you're not willing to do so okay so you need to repeat that again because i started following you and then i yeah. i want to make sure that i i'm clarified so what she's saying is that if there's two layers then well, There's she's not saying that. I'm saying that. Or she's you're saying, saying what is truth and fact, right? It, okay, if you so can sit truth, back and observe, like today, the truth and fact is I, uh, I had time to exercise. I did not exercise, and I said that it was because I had to take my son to school. But mm -hmm. I was concealing the fact that I ate six Krispy Kreme donuts, and I feel too sick to do it. Now, it. I did not eat six Krispy Kreme donuts. That's not actually truth and fact. The truth and yeah. fact is that I had time to exercise and normally do have time to exercise. Mm -hmm. But today I found out too late that my son needed a ride to school and I did not have time to exercise anymore. Right. So right. there's only one reason. There's only one layer to that onion. Right. It's right. just the reason I didn't exercise because I didn't have time tomorrow. If I find out in advance whether or not I need to take my son to school, I'll know if I'm going to have to make an excuse or if I actually won't have time to, to exercise again. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah, that yeah sense? I do see what you're saying. Right, right. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So I, I think living in truth and fact is one of the is is one of the things that can really help you pull apart yeah. uh, what this is. And not only does it help us get outside of our own heads, right, to challenge the stories and assumptions that we tell ourselves, the stories we make up to justify the world we live in. But if you stop and say, what is truth? In fact, usually there are only one or two data points that you can observe, like the mm -hmm. data points of I ran out of time today because I have to do the drive or, uh, you know, just just to explain what you see. If you just limit to what you see, what you feel, what you can touch. And I, I've mentioned this on the show before, but an old therapist of mine said, you know, your power ends with your skin, right? The things you can control are only the things you can touch. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and that's the extent that you can exercise your will in the world. So, um, you know, if you, if you really simplify that line of thinking and practice every day, Today, I'm going to live in truth and fact. Today, I'm just going to practice what I observe. I think, you're, you're, at least for me, I'm able to, to recognize when I am living in excuse mode. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I have more to say on that, but I want to get some coaching out of you. Well, I, you know, I think in this particular conversation where, and I think this is probably where I would go with most people, is figuring out, you know, what... What are you avoiding? Because if you are making an excuse, so we've already de kind of determined that there are some excuses going on here, yeah, right, in this right. situation. So we've determined that we're making some excuses. So what is it that we're avoiding? And digging into, um, you know, 
the connection between what makes this matter to you. Because if there's a, if there's a lack of connection or a lack of meaning of why this needs to be done or why you need to exercise, if you really don't feel like it means anything or you're really like only doing it for other people and you're not doing it for yourself, there's, you're missing that connection, then you're going to, you're going to keep avoiding it. So there's a little bit of figuring out what it is you're avoiding What's making you avoid that? What does it matter to you? Like reliving that that connection or re-evaluating um, what, what makes that matter to you. And um, what do we need to do to break through that, right? Because if we keep avoiding something, it's just going to – it's going to keep – yeah not being done. So depending on how important it is and, and what that connection is, what do you need to do? So it could be, um, small increments of time working on something for just five or 10 minutes instead of for two hours. It could be that you need to keep breaking it down. Something that, that you said a while back that really resonated with me is when you see a task that keeps getting moved to the next day, to the next day, to the next day, something needs to be broken down in that task. Something's clogging it. Something's not working. So do you have to, you know, break it down more? In this situation, I think that getting some kind of body double help would have helped her. You know, if, if you're really having a difficult time getting something done, who can come in and actually be a support system for you and be there while you're doing that task and helping you, you know, get through that. So having a friend, a family member, a coworker, um, your coach, you know, whatever it is, um, but getting that extra support. So in the coaching realm, it's really identifying, you know, what, what what are you avoiding? How do you make that connection again of why why and and what makes it matter? And then what do you have to do to keep um, to keep it important? You know what's what's the action step that you need to do to break through? Right. Um, and that's where the small increments of time and strategies kind of come in. Yeah. Now the thing I I wanted to to bring up is that that next layer the response to that being able to recognize that you're living in excuse mode. Yeah. And uh, that's that for me is where it hurts. That for me is where I oh, I get really stuck in myself, you know, because once you're able to see clearly I'm living in an excuse, I chose to eat poorly and now I'm sick. Now you have to live with the fact you have to make a choice about whether or not you're going to continue to hide it from yourself and your accountability partner and whatever. And you're going to have to choose whether it's worth living with the repercussions of feeling like of self-judgment and, you know, self-loathing and anxiety and depression that can come along with that. And that's the part that hurts me more than anything else is once I, I sort of feel like I'm adept at, at recognizing I'm living in an excuse mode, then I find my 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 brain jumps in, you know, hoops, try through hoops, trying to figure out how I can either maintain the illusion or come clean. And that's where the real, real work comes in of, of living a healthy life and living free of excuses. So this is so home. I mean, it's so, when you're saying that it's like, it's, it's, uh, um, yeah, yeah, this is hard because yeah. for me on a personal level, I'm dealing with stuff like I can't make these excuses anymore. And, and especially when it comes to exercise and I can laugh about it and, you know, oh, 
my intention is always really good, but I, I'm right where you just explained. It's like, I know, um, this is not helping me and I know it's making things worse. And, uh, you know, just in the last couple of days doing my own research on how to get myself out of this funk and reaching out and getting help, you know, on how to process this and get through, the why am I not making this a priority? Why am I not making this a bigger issue than it is? You know, um, and that's a hard place to be. So that's a very personal thing I just shared, but it's a it's a hard place to be. And so, um, yeah, there you go. Whoa, yeah. that took a turn. Well, it's it, it's very real, and that's why <laughs> it you is know, real. I like, mean, this this whole thing really resonates with me because I I feel like I've been living with exactly that battle for a long, long time. And, um, and, and so it's, it's just that it becomes too easy, too easy to habituate lying to yourself. Yeah. Right. Lying to myself. It takes so much energy. And that's where I'm at is I'm so tired. I'm just so tired of the energy that I have to, um, put out every single day. And it's like, okay, why is that so tiring to me? And then, you know, when you look up, how do you get out of depression? How do you deal with anxiety? Of course, when you get, you know, I I just looked at an article about getting out, you know, the 10 steps on getting out of depression and it's like, Oh, exercise be, you know, it's all this stuff that you know, you're supposed to do, but yet I can't find 10 minutes in my day to, to do it, even though I know it's going to make me feel better. So it's getting over that hump of everything that's going to, everything that you need to do to make you feel better is everything you don't want to do. And that's tough. And that's why I'm personally reaching out for help because I need help. I need somebody to help me get those pieces together. You know, it's it's weird. So, well, it's weird. And that you, I mean, this is the the other reason this resonates because you don't live with ADHD and this is still a function of anxiety, right? I mean, and. and, Oh, totally. Yeah. Because those, those things tend to be kind of together. And um, I know it it certainly is for me, but uh, I think the, you know, when you already feel separate, Right. When you already feel we've already discussed that ADHD is a is an issue and anxiety are uh, conditions of exclusion. Right. You feel isolated as a result of those conditions that once you allow yourself to climb inside your own head and live there in a negative space for too long, it just it's a deflationary spiral. Right. You just go down and down and down. And so it's so hard. We talked, I think it was just last week or two weeks ago or something about how hard it is to reach out for help, to connect with others, to, to mm-hmm. have those connections to support you uh, when you don't have the strength to do it um right you know it's the same it's the same thing with you know meds right you take your meds and you feel like oh these meds are making me strong enough to feel like i don't need meds anymore so you stop taking the meds and then you're on a cycle of self-medicating that is not healthy um uh, and um so you know there's a commercial that just gets me every every single time i hear it it's something like well i'm on i'm on antidepressant medication why do i still feel depressed and I'm like, oh, that hits home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yet it's another drug that they're selling. Yeah, so it's like, right. well, I don't necessarily want to do that either. But yeah. I do understand being on an antidepressant, but still feeling depressed, yeah. still feeling low. And so it's like, OK, there's more pieces to this puzzle that I need to figure out. There so. is uh, one of the um, I-, I am paralyzingly needle phobic. I've talked about that on the show, right? Have I talked about that? Uh no, but I can I can relate. So I'm, I'm I don't really like needles. <laughs> I I deal with um I I deal very 
personally with it, like it's uh, needle phobias. It's not just a thing that I am, uh, uh, that I don't like needles. When a needle comes close to me, particularly close to my arm, I pass out. I go through this oh, wow. syncope and I pass out. I have, I, it's happened all my life, even as an adult, I pass out. So I have all of these strategies around now around trying to, you know, you, you squeeze your, like when you sit down to get blood drawn, you squeeze your legs, you like you flex your legs to pump mm-hmm. blood up to your heart, right? Mm-hmm. You, you do all these things to keep your blood pressure up so that you don't pass out. It, it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I, I've had these horrible, I have this horrible embarrassing story where the insurance life insurance person came to to our house to to do a blood draw for our life insurance years ago and i passed out of my own kitchen and oh, they laid me down on my couch and she had to do my blood draw with an infant needle the very very tiniest hair needle. Yeah. yeah so now like that is the most fun story that my kids tell oh dad tell them the story about the infant, the infant needle. needle yeah but, but you know this, this is where this comes back uh to me and why this is so hard like i didn't go to the dentist for 18 years Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I and I got really lucky that, you know, I just took care of my teeth and I did OK. You know, my teeth are not in great shape, but they're I'm fine. They're OK. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but but that's that is one of the conditions of n- severe needle phobia or, or uh, needle right. phobia that's associated with a syncope. And and I um, is that people don't go to the doctor. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until it gets to the point where it, there is a larger Right. A larger, more risky condition that comes into your life that you have to deal with that involves needles. Right. Right. And, right. and so the, the biggest of the uh, of the issues and, and one of the great case studies has been studied on this is like people who have severe syncope with needle phobia and then they get cancer. And have to go through chemotherapy, which involves needles. Right? Lots of needles, lots right. Lots and lots of needles. And so they have to go through the exposure therapy of getting over that because they have reached this point of, of having to, um, of having to face something else that's bigger. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that is, um, that, that's a thing that's really terrifying because, you know, it, it forces you to face something that you, you know, you don't want to face. But it, for me, it's also, it, it's similar with my own, you know, numbers. Like I, my mm-hmm. triglycerides, I've been, I've been told I'm a walking heart attack. And so mm-hmm. at some point, like that sinks in and I have to make changes in my life around exercise and food, uh, that, uh, because it's a bigger issue. Right now it's involving my life. It's not just involving how I feel day to day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. So. And I'm kind of at that cusp where I, I, the, the, the bad thing hasn't happened yet, but just like what your doctor told you, I know it's there. It's lingering there. And yeah. so if I don't get it under control, I very well could get diabetes. I very well could have heart disease. I very well could be in that category. And so, um, you know, I guess that's a win for me is being aware that that's what I'm trying to prevent before yeah. it gets there. Yeah. But yeah. 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 So it, it's a big issue. And I don't yeah. know that there are, are there any real clear answers for sure. But I yeah. think I, I really think coming back to this idea of can you retrace, you know, back to excuses versus reasons. If right. You can right. Retrace. You know, your experience to truth and fact, if you can retrace your experience, uh, you know, to to what you observe, then you'll at least be able to build the muscle mm-hmm. of, of learning to see when you're making excuses. And it's mm-hmm. hard to do. And it's OK it is. to screw up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We yeah. we all do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But the one day that we can, you know, follow through on what our intentions are, that's a good day, too. That's so, right. Something that's to celebrate. Right. Yeah. Something to good. celebrate. 
No, good topic, and I thanks for totally messing with my last twenty four hours. I know. I'm going to continue to do mess. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hot the mess. next week and the week after that, it's going to be uh, Thursday recording instead right. of Friday. And then yeah. we get a then we get a couple of a uh, couple of uh, weeks off, and we appreciate that. So get ready, and we should say as a plug. Not this coming week, but the week after. We've got a we, we want to keep pushing those success stories. So if you haven't oh, seen it yes. yet, definitely do that. We Thank wanna, you. We want to hear those stories. We want to get them out in the feed. We want to hear your stories. And you know what? If you have, if you want to just record an audio clip, feel free to do that. If you know how, record us in, in voice memos or what, whatever tool you want to do. Send us an uh, send us an email with an attachment, and we'll, we'll take it. And uh, you can do that to uh, oh, you just send it to the info address, right? Yes. Info at uh, takecontroladhd.com. Please do yes. it. That'd be great. Please. We'd like to hear your voices. Your yes. beautiful, beautiful voices. The dulcet yes. tones of the listeners of Taking Control of the ADHD Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Uh, on behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. And we'll catch you next week, next Thursday, for anybody joining us in the live stream, right here on Taking Control of the ADHD Podcast. Mm-hmm.